Hello, you guys. This is episode number 63 of Soul Gab with Ash and Jazz. This is Ash. It is Jazz. So this was like one of those weeks, dude, I swear. It's been not only um, energetically wise and not only, you know, there's a lot of closing, a lot of uh, transformative energy out there, but it was also a time of grief. Um, just recently, actually it happened yesterday. Uh, we lost one of our coworkers um, to cancer. Oh no. Yeah, and she was married to one of uh, our other coworkers and her brother actually, well, actually it's her and the brother, they own the, they actually own the business, okay. right? So yeah, so it's it, because it's such a tight knit group. Yeah, it was like hard it was very hard um you know i only i didn't really get to like know her like that um yeah. i've seen her one time and that was it and that was simply because um uh, when i started back on board there with them um she was in the transition period where she was kind of like in and out and i never really okay. i never understood why and so it wasn't until i want to say maybe like Right before December was when I got the news, uh, you know, what was up with her? What, what was going on personally in her life? Yeah. And so, you know, the ladies broke it down to me and they were like, they were like, yeah, you know, she got diagnosed uh, with a brain tumor back in March of oh, 2000. Yeah, 2018. So apparently, you know, they were telling me how aggressive it was. And so... The, my coworkers never knew about my history, about being a radiation therapist and stuff like right. that. So that's like right up my alley anyways. So when they were describing it to me, all I kept thinking in my head as, a, as an ex-therapist was, oh my God, this sounds just like X, Y, and Z. And if that's the case, then that means she has like months to live. It's not, right. it's not a thing of... But I couldn't come out and actually say that to them because then it's just like, number one... It's like, I don't want to put the damper. Like, I didn't want to, like, be the truth teller behind it all. Because yeah, not I with know, that. Not with yeah, that situation. Exactly. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to leave her alone and take myself out of that element. And from my experience and let them, you know, express what was really going on. So she's 46 years old. Got diagnosed back in March. Um and it was a type of brain tumor that infiltrated the whole entire brain cavity. And what that means is that it just, the way that it started was it started in a very tight place within her brain that it was like inoperable. So they couldn't go in and actually scoop it out. Um, and then in addition to that, it infiltrated, meaning that it went through the tissues. So it's like it spread almost. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so she got diagnosed, and I'm thinking it's a form of what's called a glioblastoma multiform. And what that is, is that it's a type of tumor that starts in the center of your brain, and it forms what's called the butterfly effect. That means that when, like, say, for instance, uh, back when I was... uh, you know, I would do the CT scans on, on patients that were coming in, getting ready to start their radiation treatments. Right. Geoblastoma takes the form of a butterfly in that when you're looking at through the slices of the, the CT scan of their brain, it looks like a butterfly because um, it's an actual infiltrating tumor that 
that pretty much forms that butterfly, that whole monarch butterfly shape. It is huge. So over time, what happens? It breaks down your tissue. Uh, the the you can't even talk to the uh, to the person because they just they're not even there. It's just like it's a very empty shell, uh, and that's because they just can't they can't talk to you. They just they're not even there, and so when the news came out that this was what was going on, they must have tried every type of clinical treatment out there, and you know it, it didn't work and. What was sad was that coming to find out was um, the doctors told her that, you know, she was going to have three to five years to live. Yeah. And um, so all I kept thinking in my mind, I was like, oh, my God, that's so sad because they have two they have two little boys and the oldest is 11 years old. And so I'm thinking in my mind, oh my gosh, she must, they must have had expectations, you know, like, and that's the one thing I really disliked about the whole career was, yeah, we want to be very optimistic for the patient and their family, but at the same time, you know, we're dealing with reality and it sucks. It's one of those things that suck because it keeps you at a bind where you're really trying to be optimistic, but you know the truth. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it was so difficult hearing that, like, um, you know, just thinking like, wow, she must have had, well, not necessarily her, but maybe more the husband had a lot of uh, expectations about her, you know, being able to like watch her kids grow up and, you know, have them go to like, at best, have one of them like graduate or something like that. And they were probably holding on to that. So so yeah, it's been a very tumultuous time Friday. Friday was just wasn't a good day at the office and uh, it was just it was just a period of silence, disbelief and shock. Yeah. Man. Just not getting anything done really. It was just Yeah. It was it was just horrible. But um it really made me think like uh you know, from a spiritual point of view you know, how does one deal with, with death and deal with grief and stuff like that? And I know we touched base with this with Tom, but he was on the episode last time. Um, it, it's just one of those those difficulties in life. And I think it just, it really does that. It really comes down to everyone's perspectives and what their experiences are towards that. Yeah. Um, you know, because we all go through that age of grief where it's like, is denial the other one is anger then bargaining then depression and then finally you know acceptance coming to terms with the actual loss yeah so it's uh very sad to say the least yeah and i think it's different for everybody depending on like obviously depending on the relationship but even with the stages of grief i think you can kind of go in and out of a lot of them yeah, for sure. I mean, oh my god, because like even when I think about when my when my grandfather passed away, that was just like that was just a whole series of events that was just very crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna put my business out there or anything like that, but the way how it transpired was just like I swear it was like a drama. It was like a whole thing because it was like one side. 
one side knew and one side didn't and it became this whole drama about who was going to find out first it was just like it's not a big and in my mind I'm just like it's not a big deal it's already done like it's he's already in my mind he's I'm, I'm like in tears I'm crying and I'm thinking like wow this was such a surprise but what was really fucked was really like fucked up about it was that like I knew that it was coming because the last time that I saw him yeah I remember like crying like and thinking to myself I'm like I'm not gonna see him again and and I remember my mom looking at me and she's like what are you talking about and that was like a year before the year before he passed away and I remember going to the room and I said holy shit I'm not gonna see him again and she's like well, what do you mean? What? Are, why are you saying that? And I said, and I said because I know once I leave here today, I'm not gonna see him in the physical again. Yeah. And it was just such a creepy feeling, like it shake off. And I knew like that was one of those kind of like those spiritual things that I had that that whole in- intuition thing. Right. And I just couldn't like I just couldn't like say you, you know I'm just thinking. That. Yeah, I couldn't shake it off. So, you know, when he passed away, of course, you know, I was in tears and stuff like that. It's like, you know, it was just like, it's one of those things where, like, for me on the spiritual level, I see it as, um, I see it as a soul just exiting out of this realistic dimension, you know, quote unquote realistic. Right, and it's just trans. That's I don't necessarily. That's one of the reasons why I say passed on, or is done, or has died because it's so. There's such a finality to it that I just can't. I can't absolutely accept from a very spiritual point of view. Right. I, yeah, it's just one of those things, and so he passed, and all right, well, it's done. You know, he's. He's uh, he's moved on and he's transcended and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but there was just such a mix of emotions, you know, that day. Um, as far as the weight and stuff like that, like it was just very interesting. Let me put it that way. You know, I'm not gonna say that I was totally cold that I, I was totally desensitized uh, upon attending the wake, but I remember sitting there, you know, kind of like, like not in and out, but like not known but knowing that you know this is this is a body this is a show of who my grandfather was yeah and you know really the moment should be on the fact that we're just celebrating his life and what he and his legacy and stuff like that um yeah but yeah it's it's just difficult. It's and I understand it. The whole grieving part is 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 always going to be, and I think that's I think that's something that is key to realize. Like no matter what, it's all that we all have to go through. We all have to surrender to. Right. And you know, and and it's inevitable. You're going to cry and. Um, I think the most crucial part about that, too, is, uh, you know, as you feel that grief taking over, crying is that inner remedy for it. You know, it's that 
it's that medicine. And, you know, for sure, it was that medicine I needed, especially when I felt like everything was falling, you know. But I knew that I had to get through this entire grieving process. Yeah. You know, the best way I could. And if that meant having to totally go into solitude and totally having a whole crying session, then I knew that that would help purge whatever type of lower vibrating energy that I had, you know, hoarding within me, so to speak. But yeah. Um, I don't know. It... Would you agree that sometimes we live in this culture where, um, you know, someone experiences loss and we're told that, you know, at least look at through it from an optimistic point of view or look at it from a, you know, a brighter side. Um, is it too much to say that maybe that might, that's, that approach could lead to a possible, like, false positivity kind of thing? when it comes to certain matters like that? Like, what's your thoughts on that? In terms of, like, being optimistic about a loss? Yeah, like, in terms of, like, you know, getting past that, so to speak. And, you know, once you're past that acceptance phase, and yeah. now it's just like, okay, well, look at the memories. Like, like well, yeah, cause I think, be happy about I that. I think memories are so important. Like, I think memories are all we really have. So I think there's, there is a need to have the memories because that's what you're going to hold on to and remember most about the person that you lost. Yeah, for sure. Because like we were having this whole conversation, like even upon hearing the news about, um, about this girl like passing away, we were just sitting there and you know just just talking talking shit and stuff like that and and thinking about like wow you know that still in shock and still in disbelief and one of my coworkers, she's just like well at least you know at least her boys you know were able to you know spend time with her you know over the break and stuff like that and all I kept thinking was like I don't think that's something that they're gonna want to hear though you know what I'm saying like maybe down the road you know they could always look back but I think even approaching it from a very like raw standpoint where it's just at the beginning because at the you know at the wake of hearing like your mom is no longer here like I think that would be like the last thing well I think it's just more about knowing how the person is and how to react knowing like the different circumstances because everyone's going to be a little bit different in terms of like how quickly they grieve or how they're grieving something or someone and then obviously going through the stages of grief, everyone's going to have their own timeline. So I think it's more about being able to read, read into the energy of the person or read into the situation. And you can tell, like, especially depending on age, depending on dynamic, it's like when you're able to like really read into the person, then you can kind of know or have an idea. Okay. They just really want to be left alone or they just really want to hug right now. Or they do want to be reminded like, you know what, there's so many good memories of that person Yeah. No, totally. No, I totally agree. I just think, um, if anything, if anybody's going through that, um, I do feel like grieving is going to require that space of compassion for that person 
And like you said, just allow it to just run its course because everybody's going to be different. Yeah. You can't force anything. You can't force someone to move on. You can't force someone to cry. You can't force someone to tell you how they're feeling. Yeah, for sure. It'll happen when it's time. Yeah, I think the more you give somebody a space, the more they ease into that peace, into their own peace. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I, I was just thinking, like, I don't know. I'm just thinking from a very, like, child perspective, like, how would they take that? Like, how would they take that news or, like, that's really my concern because it's just like it's from a level yeah it's from a level of perception and you know it's easy for an adult to understand that process but from a child's perspective I sometimes wonder about that you know hopefully they won't succumb to dependency on something just to get by you know what I mean like sometimes yeah. the unhealthy addiction whatever that is um whether substance or whatever uh you know, just to find that space because, you know, they're still into that, that growing phase and the oldest one is like barely a teenager. So yeah, pretty soon he's going to be going through his bullshit when he's like 13 years old. So that's when it's all starting. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think if anything, just having that space for compassion, just letting the tears roll down and with time yeah time is definitely healing yeah and a knowing like it's going to be different for every single person and then on top of that it's going to be different for all the people that we lose like different relationships that we have oh yeah for sure oh and yeah and I think gratitude too gratitude also plays a part into that too um when it comes to grief like I remember like like when my my grandfather passed away, at, shortly after that, um, I just prayed. I just prayed to God and I and I gave gratitude for the time that he was here and the times that we did connect here and you know and I just I noticed that the more I counted my blessings, the more I felt more at ease and more at peace. It was very therapeutic. And uh, and I noticed that shortly after that, I got a sign. And I swear it was like, it was like one sign at the, after another. And I kept seeing doves. Hmm. And um, I'm, be, I'm pretty sure, as you know, especially, especially from the spiritual sense and even the religious sense, the dove always represents like peace of the soul. Yeah. And yeah, that gave me more, I mean, that's so weird, too, because I didn't see doves, but when I lost my grandfather just recently, I started waking, I would wake up at five in the morning every day and I would hear birds. And the connection was because my grandfather loved birds. Like he, he always liked hummingbirds. He had a little like pond or a little thing that would attract the hummingbirds and he would sit there and watch them. And then it's like he always was so... He was so into birds, like just watching them and like reading about them. So it's like all of a sudden, a couple months had gone by, and it's like I started waking up at five or like before five, just naturally without an alarm set. And every morning it was like I was hearing these birds, and I knew it was him talking to me. 
Yeah. No, I totally believe it, dude. Totally. Um, she tells she tells me that um her father when she was growing up, he would give her like like the shiniest looking dime dime coin, you know, just so she could go buy like um like a malt shake or something like that yeah. in the diner. And he would give it to her every time and she would go and stuff like that. And she said he did that for so long. And she said shortly after he passed, she would like do the laundry or she would do something mundane like washing the dishes and she'll look down on the floor and there's like this shiny dime. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and she tells me she tells me she's like, Oh, he leaves that for me. Like he's leaving all these dimes everywhere. Yeah. So no, I totally I totally believe that. Um yeah, they, and you always see, like, signs everywhere that's, like, very synonymous to that person. Like, even animals, too. Yeah. Because um, when our dog passed away back in 2016, um, he would always chase, like, he would go outside, and he he would love looking up at the sky and, like, just sniffing the air. Yeah. And it was the funniest thing. And then um, one time I remember seeing him chasing a butterfly. And, like, you know, he was just very gentle. Like, he was a very gentle dog, very observant, too. And now that uh, since he passed away, there's always this one butterfly that always flies. And um, he flies around from, like, corner to corner where he used to run. So my sister was like, oh, my God, that's probably him. (laughs) He probably probably transitioned into a butterfly because he's like, it's like the same butterfly, I kid you not. The same one that always, like... It's there. Yeah, always flutters around, wanders from corner to corner, um, always at the same place, but you can never catch him. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, but I, I totally agree. Totally agree, like, you're going to see signs, especially from a loved one. Yeah. You know? And it's always going to be something, like something very customized to your experience with them here. Oh, of course. So I thought that was, I thought that was beautiful. And I hope that at least that was beautiful <laughs> to my sad story. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we ended it with a beautiful note. For real. For real. So as I'm sure some of the, some of the listeners are wondering, like, what happened to our show on Wednesday? Well, Ash was very much under the weather. Not to put her business out there like that, but I'm going to put it out there. <laughs> and thankfully, Ash, like, recovered. So, I came on board tonight. What's another thing I wanted to discuss? There was something else. Oh, so I've been working on this... Uh, on this new video that I wanted to cover and stuff like that. And that is on anxieties. So as we are, and before we even started the show, we even met between me and Ash, we mentioned, we talked about how like there's certain energy levels that are like changing, especially right now. And if you're experiencing any type of headaches head colds or stuff like that is typically related to the the crown chakra being in a very sensitive place 
right now. So your chances are, if you're intuitive, you're going to experience some type of symptomatic effects where you might get like a head cold, a headache, a migraine, whatever that's related to. And there's nothing wrong with you or anything like that. I mean, yeah, obviously you want to get checked out, you know, if it progresses anything beyond that. But it's definitely related to the energy that is going on. And uh, one of those symptoms, too, is besides the stress and the tension, there's definitely anxieties. Um, So behind the scenes, I've been working on a YouTube video in regards to that because I wanted to talk about what are some like activities like simple breakdown activities on what to do to kind of like bounce back um, from experiencing any type of um, stress related to that hey Ash yeah <laughs> so, I don't know what the hell just happened there anyways um, but coming back to the conversation I was just discussing about how like I've been behind the scenes working on this uh, YouTube video about anxieties and stuff like that and dealing with with it in the first place um, what's funny is that I'm noticing I don't know if it's like a trend but I'm, I'm noticing that it's really affecting everyone <laughs> I, think I don't it's know just because it's being talked about more like the whole mental health movement yeah I think so because it's like trending like it's hashtag mental health practically everywhere like I went into Twitter and I was like damn like that's being talked um, I mean hell in light of everything that's going on around us um, you know I don't really like talking about politics or anything like that but I mean you can't help but like, if you're just one of those that's just happening to, you know, just turn on the TV, you just happen to see something related to the news, I can see why there's just such a pandemic right now of mental health issues, um, whether that's stress, whether that's tension, whether that's anxieties and stuff like that. So I thought it would be really interesting to kind of, like, start a whole video, like, discussing about, you know, first of all, what is anxiety? And then on top of that, um, just give, like, quick tips on how to, like, recover from that and how to bounce back from that. Is that so going to be part of your INFJ thing? or It's not. It's going to be separate. It's going to be separate from the series. Because, really, I didn't want the channel to, like, be geared on just the whole INFJ thing. I got a hang-up about it. Okay, like... This is the funniest thing. Like, I got a love-hate relationship when it comes to, like, certain things I'm very passionate about. Because, and that's one of them. Where I just don't want it, if I'm working on a specific project, I don't want to just streamline it to just that one thing. You know what I'm saying? Because that's not the whole premise of where where I wanted to take the channel to. And the channel is basically kind of like me sharing ideas on from a health perspective so combined it, it with isn't it still just like a branch off of this woman from ny.com though it is yeah so it can't be it all is. encompassing like everything wellness well it's not gonna it, it's not gonna be all wellness a lot of the topics that i do want to i do want to discuss on there is like spirituality too so 
and that essentially is like the premise behind this woman from NY because I touched on it's such a broad type of approach it's like a lifestyle point of view but you know with two separate ideas and how they kind of like combined with each other and that's wellness and spirituality right so with the YouTube channel really yeah it's like a branch off of this woman from NY but I also didn't want it just centered on INFJ you know what I'm saying like I just didn't want it I you know I wanted to be like a whole series and yeah I want to continue doing it but I just don't want this woman from NY to be you know totally just associated with INFJ I don't think it will because you have those affirmations on your channel too that's true too I mean you just have the different playlist categories like you have the INFJ thing and then you have the affirmation section and then next up whatever else yeah so that's where I'm that's where I'm going that's essentially where I'm going dude like I had this like hang up dude like it's I don't know what it is I don't know if it's just me being like super self hyper self awareness or hyper hyper aware I don't know (laughs) I'm like in my thoughts, right, this whole entire week, dude, and I'm thinking, okay, what's going to be my next INFJ video, right? So, you know, I'm sitting in the office, and I'm just like, okay, not with these ideas while I'm doing my work, right? So I'm, like, multitasking, right? And I'm, like, in my mind, I kept saying, like, isn't that a little too narcissism? Like, it's, like, I'm talking about my personality and stuff like that. And I'm talking about like some of the, you know, the qualities. And these are like real qualities, not even, like, not even made up. But there's a part of me that feels like I'm talking too much about myself. I don't know about this. <laughs> but you are an INFJ. That's the thing. It's just like, but it, like half of me is just like, okay, Jazz, but it's facts because you are an INFJ, you know? But then the other half of me is just like, okay, like, I guess this is me being very, like, self-conscious. And, and because INFJs tend to be private, too. So there's always that hangout where they're just like, okay, it's not about you. Like, okay, let's move on. <laughs> like, let's move on to the next topic. Like, that type of thing. So it's like, I don't think it's coming off about you. I think that's got to be your own stuff or your own hang-up because... Yeah, it is. From the outside, it's like it's just a video of a woman talking about being an I, an INFJ, sharing her thoughts, sharing her like experience as an INFJ, and obviously you're gonna have to talk about yourself because you're trying to like share what it's like to be this personality type. Yes, yeah, totally me. <laughs> it's totally because. No, I, I, I just want to convey that back to you because it's like you've done it for me in different circumstances too and it's like yeah it's not coming off how you're thinking it's coming off yeah no it's okay good at least I at, at least that confirms like a whole lot because it's, just, it's like you're too much in your head with it it is yeah that's what it is I'm way too much in my head with it and it's like because I'm like thinking, uh, yeah, it's just way too much. Way too much. But at least at least that confirms that. <laughs> at least I don't feel like, 
Like it, it's just a little too much. You know what I'm saying? Like it's... And all people have to do to find you is just go to YouTube and type in this woman's men why, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it, it'll pop up. You know, just make sure that I know it's, it's all is one word. Instagram and all that good stuff. But like, if people just go, if people just happen to go on YouTube and they're like, "Oh, I know on that podcast, Jazz is talking." If <laughs> they just go on YouTube and they're like, "Oh, let me just type in Jazz and then I'll find it." Dude, YouTube is so—they're so barbaric, dude. I, I'm actually thinking about switching platforms because. um some of the stuff that goes on there, I'm just like, wow, that is totally crazy. Okay, so they have, like, this forum for, like, creators and stuff like that. You know, they got all these, like, different communities and stuff like that where, you know, people share ideas. So I'm reading because I always want to stay hip. And I always want to see what's in the know about, you know, some some people who create stuff and, you know, whatever. One of the interesting things that came up in that regards was new YouTubers that come on and they're creating these videos and there's such thing as people like purposely hitting the dislike button on all their, on all these people's videos. And apparently it's a thing where you can like purchase, like say for instance, if you want to like grow your channel it's kind of like similar to like those people that buy followers off of Instagram. Well, it's the same thing anywhere. It's like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's like it's always going to be there. But they're going to the extreme of like buying dislikes, dude. I kid you not. Like I was like, who the fuck buys dislikes in an effort to like dislike somebody else's video? Like sad people. Yeah, I was like, shit, what kind of world we're living in? Like, damn. So, I just thought that was so, like, fucking interesting. Like, people go to the extreme of, like, just hitting this, like, so say, for instance, like, one one instance was, like, there was one person, they went and they uploaded the video. It had, like, 100 likes. And apparently, some unknown bot or a natural person, because we don't, you know, nobody can tell, because it's not like you could, you can see who disliking videos or anything like that. But they were purposely disliking it, like, I want to say, like, a hundred times, just in the effort to try to, like, balance, like, balance the scale, so to speak, or balance the like and dislike scales. I was just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And I was just like, wow, there's people out there that actually got fucking problems <laughs> that's one um and two has like legit ocd to the point where they feel like they have to justify a dislike because the numbers don't match up you understand where i'm coming from does that make sense like it, i know it doesn't make any sense but like it does but it's just like it's a sad truth like there's people out there that are <coughs> sad, that are sad and hurting and it's like there's nothing you can really do about it it's just like feel sorry for them and send them on their way it's like there's not much that can be done because it's going to happen regardless of what platform it is yeah and and you know what's really what's really sad the fact that it really does nothing like the whole which is why i'm i'm always curious as to why the ratings were like the dislike and like shit 
I, I always wonder, like, all these years that YouTube was on, like, what was the purpose behind it? Because if there's no direct correlation to the quality of, you know, not necessarily the quality of the video, but if there's no correlation to whether that person's going to be seen or not on the feed or, or on the search results and stuff like that, then what's the point? It's like, well, it's, it's the another, most it's pointless another, feature. It's just another vanity metric. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I really, truly think so. And all I kept thinking about, I was like, shit, can you imagine there was a dislike button on, on Instagram? And you could actually see who disliked your shit? <laughs> can you imagine the war that would go on? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that will happen. I don't see it happening, because I can see the total devastation from that. I, I Like, all jokes aside, like... Well, that's like Facebook, people... too. Like, Facebook, you could never dislike. Like, all you have the option to do is like. And then they have all those, like, different emoticon faces now. But it's like they never added the dislike button on Facebook. And since Instagram is connected to Facebook, it's like, I don't think they're ever going to introduce a dislike. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Because the the ramifications behind it would be so barbaric. I well, it's mean... just negative. I mean, it's already, like, it's already going to be, like, you're always going to have trolls and you're always going to have haters, but it's just like, yeah, if you introduce a ne- like a, another, like another way of like putting negativity on everything, then. I remember years ago when I first came on board on Instagram, I want to say this is like back in 2012. Um, Like I had, I had this one person like totally like, like just spam me on a comment it was like a hate comment but I just thought it was so interesting because it was really I wasn't really posting anything on there and a lot of the stuff that I post on there was like innocent stuff like flowers and shit like that or whatever like I guess it was like food or something like that and for the life of me I've totally forgot I totally forgot about the comment but it was just so like sadistic and it was so odd because it was just out of nowhere. And then, of course, when you go and you see who that person is, it's always on private. They got one or two posts. Nobody's really following them. And I was like, what the fuck is the whole... Like, what's the purpose behind it? Like, it's, to, it's for that person to release their own, like, darkness or demons. They're like their own hatred, like their own hatred in their own life. Like, they're they're not happy themselves so it's like they find some sick pleasure some joy in making other people feel down yeah and that's all i can think of it is it's like they have such a hard life or a sad life or whatever it is that they have to go and spew that for others because maybe just maybe that'll make them feel a little bit better if they tear someone else down to their level yeah (laughs) i just thought that was so fucking interesting dude that just like brought me back, but it's I remember it's like blocking the person. Too. It's like whenever someone's like so like I don't know. It's just like when someone's like more starting something out with like a pessimistic tone, not even just like negative, but just like well, it's like same type of thing. It's like if someone comes in like negative or pessimistic or like hateful or hurtful, it's like it's such a turnoff. Yeah, that's like a total deal breaker. For anything, whether like I that's try, like, but it's like I really can't engage with someone that's like just Debbie Downer all the time. For real, because it throws you off. Because you're especially if you're like already on that high vibration yeah. already, 
and you just surround yourself with that person, like they don't even have to say shit. No, you could just pick it up. Yeah, you can tell, and it's like I just can't. I can't hang with that. Yeah, no, it wouldn't work out. Not for me. That's why I just you either get blocked or you get cut off. <laughs> yeah, it's just like done. Yeah, you don't need that stress. You don't need that high anxiety. But yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the one thing that turns me off. Like, just be rude. Like, unkindness. Like, much effort. And Which if you're so, that bothered, go so find something to do. Though, how It's just like the pessimism, like, really throws me <laughs> for a loop. It really does. Because I'm just like, damn, do you really, you really get off on that? Like, which is like, it's I like mean, like, I know, I know like, certain. It's people that act like the world is already done or like it's already like gray and lucky outside. It's like you haven't even had like any, any type of exchange or anything. And it's just like right off the bat, you can just smell that they're like so pessimistic. Yeah, that's like a huge turnoff. Huge. I'm just like, I, it's like I, I don't can't. need you to be like all sunny and cheery. Like, I know I'm a little bit more, more like happy or hyper or whatever you want to call it but it's just like I don't know I just can't I can't deal with that kind of energy that's like that's my favorite meme that's like going around and it says something to the effect if you woke up if you woke up sad today keep your ass in bed well see I always say like if you wake up sad then that means you're getting out the wrong side of the bed jump back in bed and get out the other side for real yep Exactly. I remember that used to happen when I was little too. Like if I ever woke up like from a bad dream or something, like my mom would be like, "Just go back to the bed and crawl out the other side." It's smart. It's true. I mean, something as simple like yeah. that is really a true. Child, though, it's like, yeah, just go back in bed and go. It's kind of funny. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just crawl, crawl into bed and get the other one. Yeah, I mean, that steak ass attitude. Yeah, we know life sucks, but shit. So what? Make something better out of it. Be counter. Sometimes it's like counterproductive. They try to mask it. Like it's weird how some people will try to mask it. Like not just like I don't know how to describe this. It's like they come off pessimistic or negative, but then they try to disguise it. Like it's it's the whole victim mentality. I guess it's like woe is me. It is woe is me. Like nobody's 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 nice to me. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I hate that shit, dude. I hate the whole victim mentality shit. I'm just like, no. Absolutely not. Do not use that as an excuse. That's really what it is. It's, yeah. it's using that as an excuse and not taking accountabilities for your behavior. Exactly. That's it. That's all it is. And it's like, I'm because sorry, essentially, you, find, you attracted that. You can find a silver lining. Like, if you look, like, there's always a silver lining. Even in the darkest, hardest, grayest time, I can always find a silver lining. Yeah. And if you can find it, so can the next person, so can the next person, and the person after that. I mean, this it's really... I'm not saying that it's really nothing to it. Yeah, it takes effort. But that just tells me that you don't take it. Like, you don't do the work. Yeah, well, it's like if you're having that hard of a time... And I'm not saying... Like, there's different levels to this. Like, there's different levels of oh, yeah, and hardship and bad shit but it's like when I look back on some of my personal hard times which for someone it might not be a hard time but for others it might be like 
the hardest sh- they couldn't imagine going through that. It's all subjective, but it's like it you is. can always yeah. find something. And I'm not. It might not take. It, like you said, it might not happen instantaneously, but you can usually find something. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, there's no. There's really no question about that. Really no question. And I, again, it, it comes back to frequency. Like the more you keep harboring on that, it's essentially telling the universe that you're okay with it. I mean, yeah, you just say all you're doing is just complaining. The universe is like, oh, okay, all right, fine. Here, here's some more. Here's some more of the same shit that you were dealing with. Yeah. So why, why put yourself in that position of attracting anything that you're complaining about? Because you're just going to get more of it. And, and and what was interesting too, like this week I was listening to this um to this YouTube video and it was something in regards to it had to be something related to law of attraction or something like that. Because I had it on like autoplay. And uh one of the ladies was she was doing a lecture and she says what people fail to realize is that the universe it doesn't understand words. It understands frequency. So even the words that you use, even though you might, it might sound as though what you're saying is something that you don't want to attract, the universe translate, translates it as what you're hoping to attract into your life. So even being mindful of that and being mindful of your, of your mental space and what you're thinking at that given moment can certainly attract. <laughs> what you've been trying to avoid all this time. So it's pointless to complain. Yeah. So yeah, so I do my best. And I know it's hard. I I know I get it. I know certain certain struggles, certain matters of opinion. But again, it, it does come down to uh perceptions everybody's perceptions and their and their views but part of that too is bringing down that old mental construct of what you were taught for what you were taught for so long because obviously it's not working that you're still attracting the same shit in your life um with the same shitty attitude um obviously you need to change it up you know just turn it upside down or Get rid of the box that you're living in. I don't know. Do something different. Yeah. But yeah. Damn, I hate that victim mentality. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just hate that whole, like, that whole... Because you can put it all <coughs> in, like, a pile of shit. It's just like you got the pessimism, and then you got the negative, and then you got the uh, victim mentality. Like the th- It's like the tr- tr- three things. Yeah, and I think I think the really the reason why I hate the whole victim mentality too is because it's such a it's such a big tactic that a lot of sociopaths use. Yeah, and it's like, oh, woe is me, or like, don't you feel bad for me? And it's like, no. It's like the victim mentality. Like that just means that, like you're not you're not doing anything. Yeah, it's it's a form of laziness, dude. It's like laziness well, it's the same on of, top like, of... It's the same type of deal that we've talked about many times about, like, the whole announcement thing. To me, the oh victim God, mentality... Dude, yeah. To me, the victim mentality is just a different ver- version of an announcement. 
Or it's like, at least with the announcement, you're actually like trying to make yourself look like you're a big deal. But yeah. when the victim mentality rolls in, it's like, that really is the epitome of lazy. It's like, fucking do something if you're going to be a victim. The way, and you know how I feel about this shit, because it's like, okay, we could talk about it, but if we're not making constructive changes... Right, it's like, what's gonna happen? Like, nothing good is gonna come from sitting around and whining and bitching. Yeah, it really doesn't. It really doesn't do shit. Like, Like, for me, I feel like... Like, Like, if you have to vent, get it off your chest, like, get it all out of you, and then move on and make a step towards something different. Yeah, like, for instance, if it's like, if it's like one of those issues that you see in your community and you get very passionate about it, like somebody like, like an elderly couple that live right next to you get robbed, you know, and you feel like it's unfair because like, I don't know, like the authorities didn't come on time to like recover and help out the, the couple. And you feel like there was some sort of, some form of injustice, right. what have you. Then instead of talking about it on, on like fucking social media of all places and bitching and complaining, start up a petition or something. Get something started. Get the ball rolling. But sitting around and bringing announcements and bringing more attention to the issue, just in the effort for everybody to just voice their opinions about it, like it's really not going to do shit. And that's my, that's like my biggest hang up. Like we could talk about it all day. It doesn't it's not going to do anything. What yeah. are we doing to make those changes? Exactly. Kind of makes me feel like Tupac. <laughs> when Tupac was like talking, like <laughs> he was all about that. Like he was all about that shit. And I feel the same way. Cause it's just like, it's like, we can talk about it all we want. We can bring all this massive media attention to a particular issue or subject. Something. Yeah. Yeah. But if we're not doing anything about it, then what is that going to, like, how is that going to help? Like, it, it's it's not. It's going to be, like, a vicious cycle over and over and yeah, over and over again. Like, same if it's, like, something that happened to you. Like, if it's, like, a personal attack on you or if it's, like, something you went through or something happened that made you sad or angry or mad or whatever. It's, like, who cares? Like, you're going to sit around and complain or talk about it. But then it's, like, like you said, you can talk about it with, like, full gusto and then nothing's gonna happen differently until you make a choice to do something yeah and that's what that's essentially where i stand like uh fuck that shit i'm not making no announcements dude i'm just gonna do the damn thing yeah and make something make something positive happen and make make constructive changes because that's what i want to see yeah really that's, that's what it comes down to an announcement out of us. yeah you ain't getting it sorry Maybe uh, maybe if I'm talking about, like, a video I'm working on, they just touch on that. <laughs> but, yeah, as far as, like, major issues, making constructive changes, um, whether if I'm volunteering, you're never going to see that shit. Because <laughs> I don't feel like there's anything to be, like, yeah, as far like, as, like... Oh, look at me, like, I'm volunteering. Yeah. Like, just recently, like, I, I made a post about volunteering, but really it was more to bring more people on board especially in my local area, because I know there's people out there that are looking for volunteer opportunities. That's as far as you're going to get from me, because I don't, I don't believe in glamorizing giving. Yeah. I really don't. Like, I, 
if you're gonna give, give from the heart. Well, it's gotta no be expectations genuine. It's gotta and... be genuine. Yeah. Same with com- absolutely. Like, it's like compliments have to be genuine. Like anything that's good should be coming from a genuine place. Like, don't just be like fake about it. For like real. when I give you a compliment or when I say something nice or when I comment on a photo or I do something, it's like it's always genuine. I'm not gonna be yeah. one of those that like goes around showboating and be like look at me and let me like everything and comment on everything when it's just like a bunch of like you know those comments that's like the whole bullshit thing like the thumbs up fire fire emoji or great capture yes (laughs) great cat or great shot that was another oh yeah great shot oh i'm just like whatever there's so many of those it just drives me wild and I totally have it really that. does. Like, sometimes I play with those people because I'm like, let's see what happens. Like, I'll be like, oh, thanks so much. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. What was your favorite part? <laughs> oh, I saw that, dude. I saw that. Well, you did that for, um, I think it was one of the earlier episodes for So Guys. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, look at her. Look at her. <laughs> yeah. She's trying to get something out of that person. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's see if you respond to this now. Bot. You bot. Yeah, no, I'm tired of that shit. Like, damn dude, bots. don't. That's why, like, I can't even, like, I can't even deal anymore. I'm like, if you put a hashtag, it's like the bots come crawling. You know, for funny, real. I did that to my account earlier this week, my Love Ashley Tay account, where I put it on private just for, like, a hot second. Because I'm like, all these fuckers are coming in. Like, I hate when, like, people start following you and you know they're just, like, full of shit. Oh my god, especially those ones that got like 10,000, and then when you go and check their, what, how many people they're following, they only follow like one. Freaking goose egg. Yeah. Or it's like those, like, it's like the Forexers, or it's like all these other, I don't want to say it. I'm just so over it, dude. Oh, just oh oh! Then here's another fucking wig, a fucking wig account. I'm so over this. Oh my god, I think I just had one this week. And then freaking cryptocurrency can go on and die. I'm so tired of all that. Yeah, I'm over it. It's just like you're not gonna be the big crypto king. Like I don't care what you're saying. Crypto is, like, one of those things right now that's, like, kind of, like, Trending. on edge. Yeah. It's kind yeah, of no, I, way I, out. I think so, because people are coming to the to the acceptance that, yeah, it's here, but they, they just don't see it as it being a... I mean, this is my perception. I'm pretty sure out there somebody's disagreeing, but I don't give a shit. Um, but I feel like it's just one of those things where it's just like, yeah, it's here, but okay. All right, and we're still going to use currency. Big deal. Right. You know, we're still going to do these things. Big deal. Maybe down the, maybe like a generation ahead of us, they might succumb to, you know, sticking to just crypto. And that's, and that's fine. But I don't see it in my, my lifetime. I mean, I just don't. Yeah, it's just so interesting. This is so interesting. How people like jump on things. And it's like, (laughs) people jump on things because they think it's going to be like the next big thing. But then they like oh, oh, yeah, they no slowly fade away. It's like, well, you ain't talking about it now, boy. You ain't talking about it now because you didn't get money from it. So you're going to slide away. That's what it is. And it's like, 
insert this whole that, instagrification. Insert that gif of the Simpsons. Slowly <laughs> creeping back into the bushes. For real. Like, Homer going backwards. Like all the people that change things up, like, oh, I went from crypto I went from Forex to crypto. Now what? Okay. <laughs> now what you gonna do? Crypto didn't work out for you, so now what you gonna do? Something else. I can guarantee you that. It'll be something else that, that's gonna compete and that's gonna be the next trending thing. Yeah. It's like all these like sub pockets. I don't know what else to call them. <laughs> It's going to be, uh, I don't know. First of all, Bitcoin is one of those things that's just like, has a very interesting background. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever done research on it. Not um, enough to talk about it. Yeah. It, uh, me either. Like, I don't even know just the basics. But just knowing the history and how it came forth and no one knows who's the original creator. That's another mystery that nobody has any idea I don't know. It's just one of those things that's just like, yeah, it's it's working for now, and it made some success, and it made strides. But I just... The way how it was marketed was it was going to be one of those get-rich kind of thing. Yeah, get-rich-quick. But it takes... But the reality is is that it takes years, because... Yeah, well... I remember that's when Bitcoin first came every, out. That's the sugar-coated everything. Like, everything is all quick, quick, quick. Yeah. And and I can see why certain people get turned off because they don't realize, okay, it's like investing. It's like investing in the stock portfolio and, you know, taking a risk and buying certain shares with the anticipation that years from now, you'll make some return back from the profits Bitcoins is the same way. And I guess the way it was marketed was it was like one of those things that was going to instantaneously jump off and skyrocket it. But that's not what happened. It never <laughs> happens that way, though. Exactly. So so I just thought it was just so interesting the way how initially just came popping off like that. And the perception of it, it was, yeah, I'm going to get rich. Like, I'm just in a matter of months, I'm going to oh. have, you know. X amount of dollars. Side note, did you see, like, I'm also tired of that. Like, I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter, but those accounts that are, like, sugar daddy, like, all these, like, sugar daddy accounts, they're like, if you retweet this, like this, I'll give the, I'll give 10 people $500. And then they pull out these, like, fake-ass receipts. I'm like, you gotta be fucking around with me right now. Are you serious? The fact that people buy into that bullshit, I'm like, they're just looking for retweets, you fool. Like, they're not gonna give you $50. That does not make any sense. Who the hell? It's like the new, I, it's I like the new Nigerian prince account. Like it's the new, like those emails, like the Nigerian prince and all that bullshit. That's what that sounds like. Oh my yeah. god! And then it was funny because someone like called them out. So they're like, oh, I see that you, because someone had like some fake ass chase chase receipt from like an ATM, and it said, "I have so much money, I'm gonna give money away." <laughs> And then it was, like, this dumb picture from, like, Pinterest that got all, like, photoshopped. And they're like, yeah, I see that that photo was from Pinterest. Nice try. Dude, speaking of photoshops, um, did you hear recently about how they can take a video of, say, a person talking and transpose your face onto it? And it makes it appear like it's, like, you actually talking? Mm -hmm. That doesn't surprise me. 
dude that i wasn't surprised but when i actually seen the video how it was like created i was like holy shit that's gonna i could totally see the shit that's gonna come out of that just because yep. yeah just because of the whole well, it's not just the whole technology thing, but I can totally see how it's going to ruin so many reputations out there. It is crazy. I was so, in such amazement. I was like, wow. Well, it just, it goes back to the whole, like, I don't know, it just goes back to the victim mentality or the pessimism or the, uh, that whole, like, tr- trinity. Like, I'm just going to call it the trinity. <laughs> like, the whole trinity of, like, the whole, like, pessimistic thing. It's just another way for people to tear people down and like tear people's reputations up. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean it's I wouldn't be surprised if there's like some group, some sadist group out there that is just either one getting off on, on other people's misery and sadness and two making money off of it because some of the some of the diabolical things that people do, especially in regards to ruining reputations and blackmailing and stuff like that. It's just so sad. It's just no wonder how shit is the way it is now. Because it's just so much bad energy going on out there. And the toxicity of it all. And just to kind of like do it in some form of entertainment is fucking sad. Yeah. And that's why all you can do is just continue to stay true to yourself and just know that your insides are good yeah I mean hell you have to because it's oh my god oh but I didn't know about the whole Twitter thing like that's fucking crazy yeah I've I've seen that and I always block or mute the accounts because I can't deal I'm like what you doing like saying you're gonna give away you have fifty thousand dollars and you're gonna like give everyone that retweets like that's just I just can't deal with that like what you really are that thirsty for freaking retweets? Wow, that's bananas. It's beyond bananas. It's yeah, cantaloupes. <coughs> Holy shit, cantaloupes! <coughs> it's so ridiculous, dude. It's just like, but it's like, oh come really on, that, get off of yourself. Are you really that freaking thirsty? Like you. Freaking her desperate bored too. You're desperate for retweets. Like, god dang it. Like, same thing with like Instagram. It's like you're gonna like make some fake like Forex account just to like get people to like your shit. I mean, I know like here's the thing too, when I was te- um I remember like listening to one of the girls' conversation, you know, as as I'm telling them to do their assignment and stuff like that. And one of them, she was like low key talking to her, to her, she was saying how, oh, well, he doesn't, if he or she doesn't like my picture, then I'm going to block them. I was like, wow. Is that mean? Is it, is it on an all time low? Like, are, is it that bad to the point where even the younger generation are now associating that shit where worthiness and, self-worth and I, I was just like in a state of shock I was like it really it's really coming down to that either it, this is just a special case from that special little girl or this is like an ongoing type of thing but I think that but goes I just, back to that was so interesting that goes back to her home life too 
go through. Yeah, I I could totally see why she would express that in that way. But it was listening to that. But yeah, people to validate who you are, you know, validate yourself first. Yep. But uh, she took it as a joke, but be very serious. Like I'm, I'm not even joking with you. I'm telling you the truth. Like this is like one of the biggest lessons I learned, if anything. And validate yourself. Validate yourself. That's got to be a little crouton song. Validate yourself for real <laughs> with the remix. <laughs> yeah, that's a validate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude. Dude, that was a good conversation from, like, talking death. about grief to talking about <laughs> We went from death to that. For real. Man, well, I, I hope all the condoled, listeners will do. If anyone has not condoled their life yet, they have to condo their life. Okay, dude, talk about this. So condo me. their life. <laughs> oh, shit. This could be a whole other episode, but Okay, so Marie Kondo, I'm sure you've heard of the book, uh, Spark Joy, or oh, what's it called? The Magic Tidying Up Life or something. I never read the book, but... I've heard of it. Yeah, the whole Con Mari thing, and it's basically like organizing your home, like getting rid of junk or getting rid of clutter. Does it bring you joy? Does it not bring you joy? Like I said, I never read the book. There was two books, and now she has a Netflix show called Tidying Up. And it's this lady named Marie Kondo. And she goes through all these people's houses. It's like different dynamics, different family situations. And they go through their entire home. And you basically go through everything. And you're like, does this bring me joy? Does it not bring me joy? Is it clutter? Do I need this? Like on and on and on. And you go through your whole home. And I did that. I did my whole apartment over like two weeks. I did it like little by little. And it's not like I have a big house, but man it's it's the best thing ever okay so this is what we're gonna do so so binge watch and then our next episode we'll oh, dive look, in and we'll talk about it <laughs> yeah if you haven't seen i've actually posted so many videos of my con marrying that is so dope yeah no we're definitely gonna i'm definitely gonna look at this night it's, like, it's my strange addiction jazz like i'm obsessed with conduing like today i'm like what else can I condo? I have nothing left to condo. Oh, no, I could totally, yeah, no, I could totally relate. I know I'm going to be doing that <laughs> the yeah. next coming days after watching this. It's the best thing ever because I, I told my mom about it. She's like, she read the book. And I'm like, yeah, it's just like if, you, if you're not in the mood to clean or organize, like, don't watch it because you will want to start cleaning. All right, cool. So this, so this is what we're gonna do. So all the listeners out there, if you have access to Netflix, definitely check that out. Yeah. And we're definitely gonna talk about that <laughs> on our next episode. Yeah. Now it's your all right, thing, everybody. Because I already did it. So. Okay. Cool. No, I'm no, I'm definitely gonna look into it seriously, seriously, because I need to like, I could totally take the notes as far as downsizing on a couple of things that I have here because I have. I have a few things that are like not in super excess, but I could definitely break down. So, well, yeah, even yeah. If it's just like or like resorting everything because a lot of my stuff, like I just had to reorganize like my my closet. I got rid of a lot of stuff, but I'm like, 
Yeah, I just have to reorganize because I reorganized my today. I did my whole kitchen, and then I did my bathroom because I'm like, well, I want to do more because I already did all my outdoor. Like I did my whole living room, I did my whole bed area, I did my closet like last weekend, and then today I did the kitchen and the bathroom. Dude, that's so awesome though. It is, but doesn't it feel like liberating? It's though? so fun. I fucking love it. Yeah, that and that's the thing, like. I want to condo oh, the world. Man. I want to condo more. Dude, maybe you could help us out. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love condo. You can help me and my sister out. <laughs> Seriously. You have to watch the show first. Like, watch one episode. Because I swear, like, as soon as I watch one episode, I'm like, I can't even fucking watch it anymore. I just got to clean. Dude, no, I'm gonna no, I'm seriously gonna binge watch this whole weekend just so we can like touch on it on yeah. Wednesday show. I already got my mom and my sister to watch it. So. All right, cool. <laughs> well, on that note, to all the listeners out there, if you're not following us, please do so. We're on Instagram, so Gab with Ash and Jazz, Twitter, so Gab Ash and Jazz, and we're on Facebook, same name, same, same station. And then this woman from NY on YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, definitely check that out. I'm going to release the episode probably Monday night. Um, It's going to be discussing about... No, I'm definitely going to release the episode on Monday night. Definitely going to uh, dive in and talk about certain activities that you can do if you suffer with it, with anxieties and what what worked and what didn't work. So, yeah, so definitely... And if you want to see my condoing antics, you can go to <laughs> Love Ashley K. Hell yeah, you're not on private, right? Like you're you're no, public. No, no, I'm I'm back to. I only did that for like maybe eight hours because I was just getting so fed up with all those fuckers following me. <laughs> That's like the opposite <laughs> of what people want. It's like I literally was like, I'm just gonna shut this down because I don't want these fuckers following me. Like I know everyone wants to get more followers, but I'm like, I can't. Like I don't want these fuckers on my. Like I just don't want them to follow me. Dude, it's gotten to the point where I'm, I'm done. Like, I- I'm done following people. They're like, dead. I- they're dead doornails because it's like they're not active. So I'm like, why am I gonna let you follow me? Like, you're not gonna. Yeah. You're not gonna engage for shit. So it's like, why do I want your dead air on my numbers? For real, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, I, I, don't I get know. It. Like, why people- this is whole? Why do people follow people just to not even do anything? Or just to unfollow you. Well, yeah, but it's like these fuck. Some of these fuckers don't even unfollow you, or they're just waiting around. I'm like, why would you follow people if you're not gonna engage? Like, if you're not gonna like a picture, if you're not gonna comment, if you're not gonna DM, if you're not gonna post a video, if you're not gonna do shit, then why are you following someone? Yeah, it's such a waste, dude. Like, why? It's a waste of space. Why does it make you look cool to follow more people? Are you trying to like fuck around? Like, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Like, why? Really why? why? This doesn't make any sense, bro. I don't get it. But, dude, on a good note, yeah, tightening up is like on my first recommendation. <laughs> there you go. It, like, it knew. It knew that you had to see it. Oh, shit. This looks so good, dude. I can't wait to watch it. This yeah, like, I'm totally. Obsessed. Like, I, t- I tell you, if you want to get inspired, you can watch my videos. Dude, I'm so gonna take notes right now. I know I'm gonna binge watch all night while was, working, like, working on my blog. It was like perfect too because today was snowing. I'm like, okay, good. I don't really have to go anywhere because I don't really feel like I don't have any errands to run. So I'm like, cool. I'm just gonna stay in and condo my life. Hell yeah. Oh, I love it. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. 
All right, you guys. Well, we'll chat it up on Wednesday show and be on the lookout for that. And definitely check out check out this Marie Kondo on tidying up on Netflix. Oh, and that's really dope. Listen to the new song from Daisha McBride. Yes, yeah, I gotta definitely check that out. Have you listened to it yet? Oh my god. No, I haven't. But you I have saw to. I saw your post about it though. Yeah, it's so good. Okay. Definitely check if you it really out. knew me, like I just am obsessed with this, like you know, like the lyrics, like everything, like I just love it so much. I told Brian it's even better than Cake Up. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I listened to it all day on Friday because it came oh, out. Shit. It came out on Friday. Yeah, I'm gonna check her out. It's just so good. All right. Awesome. Well, on that note, sending everybody peace, love, and so. so- <laughs> <laughs> And condo. Hey, condos.